everyone, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 1. Woo! I'm so happy to be finally in this wonderful season of Season 3. Seasons 1 and 2 went by so fast. But yeah, Season 3 of the Potter Discussion. I'm your host, Oscar, and here on the Potter Discussion, we discuss some of Harry Potter's deepest and darkest theories, tidbits, and little Easter eggs you might have missed, and you probably did. Gotta do that intro every time. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a ritual. So yeah, season three. Woo, pretty excited. I decided to go with a rather large theory, if you will, one that I haven't had in my arse. Have had whatever. <laughs> one that I have not been possessing for very long. I made this one. I don't know. Must have been like a couple days ago, cause I uh, I knew I had to find a big one. So I thought my best idea. So yeah, this one's going to be pretty fun. Um, it involves Draco Malfoy and his big secret. So yeah, Draco Malfoy's big, very large secret. Alright, let us dial delve in. So, Draco Malfoy was not a favorite character in the Harry Potter books for the first couple movies or books. He was the mean bully everyone talks about and his own he has his own cult of other uh, evil slytherins but what if i told you draco malfoy really isn't just a bully i think draco malfoy was burdened with a secret that came with a heavy price i think that draco malfoy is a werewolf this is one of my more far-fetched theories, but there's some quite shocking evidence that might surprise you. To start, let's examine Draco's behavior. He acted like a normal bully right up until the sixth book when he joined with Voldemort and got super worried and paranoid with his task of killing Dumbledore. I don't think Draco was scared because of his duties. I think Fenrir Greyback bit him. Greyback is a Death Eater who also happens to be a werewolf. We saw firsthand what being a werewolf can do to a person. With Lupin, he had to resign as a teacher and wanted to leave Tonks to protect her. If Draco was experiencing that same thing, it would make total sense. Alright, evidence number two. It is common knowledge that to become a werewolf, you need to receive a werewolf bite. Greyback would have no reason to bite Draco without cause, but there is cause. Voldemort orders Greyback to, bit, to bite the children of those who are unloyal to him. Lucius Mal... L Lucius? I was going to say Lucius or Lucius. I'm going to go with Lucius. <laughs> Lucius Malfoy is one of the more lower-ranked Death Eaters, and, I mean, I don't know. He doesn't seem to be that committed to Voldemort. I know he was summoned by Voldemort in the fourth book and had a seat at his table in the seventh, but if time went on, I don't know if he would have thrived. His mounting mistakes could only drag him down. For example, in the second book, he is told to give Ginny Riddle's diary in hopes of setting the setting in motion Voldemort's plan. And although it seemed as if he had succeeded, the plan ultimately failed. That's another hit to uh, Lucius Malfoy. And another failed task that Lucius Malfoy was supposed to complete was in the fifth book at the very end. The Order of the Phoenix was winning the battle, and things were looking good. 
This is only magnified when Malfoy drops the prophecy and it breaks the one thing that Voldemort needed. That really did it. That's when the whole story was blown off course and when Draco received his little present. Now, the one reason I was sold on this theory in the sixth book. Pretty early on, we see Harry, Ron, and Hermione in Weasley's Wizard Wheezes buying, well, Wizard Wheezes. Harry spots Draco shiftily sneaking down the street and slips into Nocturne Alley. Harry, being Harry, grabs his friends to follow Draco wherever he is going. They see him go into Borg and Burke's where he talks to Borgen about keeping a special cabinet special for him. When Borgen isn't sure, Draco shows him something on his arm. Harry thinks it is a dark mark, but Harry, not Harry, Hermione disagrees. After say, I agree with Hermione. I think Draco showed him a werewolf bite. Draco also mentioned Greyback being a close family friend. Also, also, Voldemort once fleetingly joked about Draco babysitting werewolf cubs. Coincidence? Question mark. I don't think so. Bada bing, bada boom. That's the theory. Draco Malfoy is a werewolf. Of course, I did come across my fair share of roadblocks, as I like to call them in this theory. For example, like, why didn't he ever actually transform? And if it was burning, if, if it was burdening him in the sixth book, it didn't really seem to be affecting him that much in the seventh. And he was, like, he was still nervous, but you could clearly tell that that was because Voldemort was, like, really trying to get Draco to do all of his dirty work. So I definitely think that Draco learned to, like, have his, his, um, I don't know, I don't know what you call it, burden, to have his, like, secret with him and still live a reasonable life. And I know that Voldemort was, like, trying to get him into his cult and it, it worked, but that could only add to the stress that Draco Malfoy was experiencing with all these different things that was going on. Like, he had to kill Dumbledore, he failed. Then he had to do all this stuff with Harry, and he was, like, letting slip all these different secrets. So, it all must have gotten to him at some point. And I definitely think that in the sixth book, it was all of his stress and all all of his paranoia was 100% from his werewolf bite. And I know that Voldemort did task him with killing Dumbledore, but he and he did try. Draco Malfoy did try, but because him, he, Dumbledore did die, I think that he was less worried that Voldemort would punish him, because even if he didn't do what he was supposed to, the outcome was still exactly what Dumbledore, um, not Dumbledore, he was dead, <laughs> not what um, Voldemort actually would have wanted. So, I do think that uh, Draco learned to live with his gift, but, uh, gift, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, so, but anyway, so yeah, I, I definitely think he learned to live with it. But all the different stress that he was experiencing definitely did add up in the end to contribute to all these different things that he was feeling. And I, I, I wonder what would, what, like, what happened to him. We see his family, like, running down the bridge, getting away from the castle, because all they want to do is get, like, their family together and leave. So I wonder what happened to them afterwards. I mean, I think 
I wonder if uh, Lucius Malfoy and Narcissa Malfoy, their, uh, his parents, would even know that Draco is a werewolf. I mean, they should they should have picked up on something that's wrong pretty early on, but I don't know if they were really, like, they knew all along. I'm sure Lucius had a much better idea than Narcissa, but... Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it is a very long process. I'm like getting so distracted because it's like s- s- there's snow getting s- like blowing around a million miles an hour outside my window. But <laughs> yeah, so anyways, so yeah, I definitely think that this theory could work. I said there is a fair share of roadblocks, but there are also a f- much fairer share of things that point to this theory being true. And of course, in addition to all these different things that I listed before, Draco definitely got much more like conservative after the sixth book, and he came back. So sorry, he he came back to Hogwarts, and he was really not handling anything well. He was well. He had to fix the vanishing cabinet. He had to kill Dumbledore, which I don't think he was going to do anyways. And he had to deal with his new—I I don't know what to call it. I still don't. With his new burden, I'm going to call it a burden. All right. With with his new burden, going back to school, in addition to all of his homework, Quidditch, and just being a Death Eater in general is super duper stressful. So, the fact that Draco could keep up with all of those different things, I, I gotta give him credit, but also, I definitely think that this could be another reason why this theory could work, because we see him being so distraught and broken down, and all these different things that combine to make, like, a, I don't know what you would call it, but a, really something that would make a person go crazy. And that's exactly what Draco Malfoy did. He was so stressed and he was so paranoid and all these different things added up into something that he could barely contain. And I definitely think that it could contribute to the way he acted, of course, but also that he ran away with his family and his family didn't want to stay and continue to add on to that endless stress that they were experiencing because with all of them being a death eater they couldn't all like slowly back out one at a time they had to leave or stay and of course i'm sure voldemort would they if he really wanted to i'm sure voldemort would just sneak up on them and nip in the butt when they're running away nip them but i don't know yeah that is a that is the conclusion for this theory if you like what you hear, please consider subscribing and stick around for future episodes coming to you every Sunday and Wednesday. If you want your review read on the air, leave one. Preferably five stars, but if not, definitely tell me what I could do better, and if it is five stars, tell me what I'm doing right. If you have any questions, comments, or theories that you want to hear on the podcast, you can send me an email. My email address is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. That is thepotterdiscussion at gmail.com. If you want more of a text one-on-one format, you can DM me on Instagram. My handle is at thepotterdiscussion. That is at thepotterdiscussion. Don't know what next episode is going to be. Sure, it's awesome. Definitely stay safe and wear your mask. Bye-bye.